When was the last time I took a road trip? How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey, Erica, how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better. And that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes, think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words, eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you, found wherever candy is sold and often in my pantry because I love these. How is your sock drawer looking? I know when I open up mine, it is a sad scene. There's lone socks, holy socks. Well, guess what? It's spring cleaning, which means Bomba's spring collection is here and they have new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They've got stripes and florals, all new vintagey colored rib socks. I love them. They are the best sock your feet have ever been in. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bomba's. Head on over to bombas.com slash bonkers and use the code bonkers for 20% off your first purchase. That's B O. Bombas.com slash bonkers. Use the code bonkers at checkout. A little prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept things I don't understand, the courage to finish this almost two hour film, and the wisdom to ask, how did this get made? We saw serenity, so you know what that means. City Limits, we cannot be more excited to bring your hometown hero, Matthew McConaughey. To you in a way that you've probably never have seen him. Wow, wow, wow. This movie. Serenity is kind of like Moby Dick with Sims. If you've not seen it, it's about a man named Harper Dill, who is... Great, you guys remember it, I did not. It's a man on a boat called Serenity, chasing a fish called Justice, and then shit gets weird, and then shit gets really weird. Uh, We're gonna talk about it all, the big twist, that comes way too early. (laughs) But we'll break it down, and I'm gonna break it down with my two co-hosts. Please welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Jason Manzoukas! (laughs) 
What's up, jerks? How we doing, Austin? Yeah, we have a floor. We've got a mezzanine. And then we've got you motherfuckers in the balcony. Yeah, that's right. One of the best balconies we have ever had. Oh, yeah. And we left weapons in the balcony. They will fight Only. their ways down to the orchestra. We're doing <laughs> reverse the raid. It starts from the top and gets all the way to the bottom. Jason. Paul? First thoughts on Serenity? Oh, I'll not lie. I did not care for this. This was, I knew there was a twist coming. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. And then I was like a couple minutes into it when that, when that um, skinny guy in the glasses came up and I was like, I think I see what's happening here. I was like, Jumanji did this better. <laughs> oh, Jumanji! Oh, Jumanji. If only this were more Jumanji. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Jason's not my only co-host. I have another co-host. Please welcome June Diane Raphael. How are you, June? I'm good. How are you, Paul? Very well. June. Yes. First thought on the film. (laughs) Okay. Now, I watched this movie on the flight here this morning, Mm -hmm. and at one point, my headset did not work, my earbuds, and so I had to just very quietly try to just have it on, and... (laughs) You didn't put the subtitles. You were a person on a plane playing the movie through the speakers. Yes. I don't, I'm not going to lie when I tell you, I hate that person. I know. I hate that person. And I'm like, have we lost all decorum? So you're You're just going to listen to an episode of Billions at full volume while we're all here? Everyone must witness the glory that is Giamatti. Um... (laughs) June, but so what I was going to say is the sex scene on the boat, I had to watch on a plane with others. This is a Paul Shear dilemma. Every time I've seen an intense sex scene, someone is looking over at me on well, an airplane. This is, that's, this, you pay for that. Well, sure. You pay for that no, but experience. Let me just say something, and then uh, obviously we, we have to bring out our guest. But I did appreciate... I actually did like that sex scene, and I did appreciate McConaughey's flexibility. We're going to need to get back and, to that. No, right. We're going to need to. I would like to unpack I'm that I'm going to put that there for now. Okay. Let's uh, unpack that later, and let's bring out our guest. Um, our guest, how did this get made all-star? One of our favorite people to have on the show. You know him from... Uh, Shows like The League, The Kroll Show, and of course, Big Mouth. Please welcome Nick Kroll! (laughs) 
Welcome, welcome, Nick. <clears throat> Nick, have a seat. Um, so, Nick, you know, we assigned you to watch this film. Yeah. And... Didn't need a signing, saw it opening weekend. <laughs> you were the one. I was the one person. Um, just general thoughts, first thoughts out of the gate. I mean, for me, this is my favorite Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway, released in January, <laughs> video game thriller film uh, that I've seen this year. <laughs> <laughs> Very well said. We are here, uh, like I said, in Austin, and there's a person in the front row with a giant sign that says, the rules have changed. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate artwork. Um, all right, so let's Paul, get it. Paul, yeah. that is not artwork. I just want to be very clear. That, what that man did was not artwork. No. He just wrote words on, a, on some oak tag and is holding it up so that we'll notice him and give his life relevance. Well, but also but, for, for the people at home who can't see that sign, the rules have changed. It looks like an extra in like Die Hard 6 during the apocalypse. Yes. Like some guy holding like a crazy person be like, the rules have changed. And McLean just like runs by him real quick. But then that guy is pausing it all the time. Like, Check you it out. I'm in loved, Die Hard 6. I would have loved if we'd done this show, all of us having fishing rods. And just casting every once in a while out into the audience. That's how we're going to get uh, this, the, uh, the questions from the audience. We're going to throw... <laughs> To start with the fishing, I, I have never thought of fishing as a particularly masculine sport. <laughs> of like, oh, what about guys. what about Ernest Hemingway's The Old Man in the Sea? Moby a quintessential Dick. tale of man versus nature. Uh, maybe I'm disconnected from it, but it just seems like that's that's for the elderly. Like I don't look at that as. Well, I, I will say that when this movie started, <laughs> I didn't quite understand what I was watching, and, and in a way that like tonally, I was like. Is this a horror? Is this a yeah. thriller? Is this a cat abduction movie? A gigolo sex film? A tuna-based Moby Dick? Like, what am I watching? Well, part of the trouble there is there's so much time spent in the beginning of the movie watching that fishing line. And the difference between... The difference is so minuscule mm -hmm. between that line not moving and moving and moving a little bit more... It's insane. There's, a, there's like two full minutes of screen time just watching a tiny... And it's like, we're meant to believe that the fish being on... Justice. Justice, the fish... Justice the fish. Is that, that McConaughey has a personal relationship with it like, like Ahab does to Moby Dick or whatever. And but it's just... A tuna fish, right? Yeah. It's not like a special fish. It just seems like a large tuna fish. My understanding is if he were to catch it, he would just sell it for a lot of money. Right. right. Like all like the other it. fish he catches and sells, sells, question mark? Yeah. The fish didn't wrong him. No. And there was nothing about Justice the Tuna Fish that... Like, there was no history behind this fish. No, this fish was did there? not... Yeah, no. 
There was well, no, I mean, I believe, yeah, I believe, yeah. It wasn't like, oh, nobody the, yeah, here could catch it. When I was, I was watching the movie also on the plane, blasting loud, like, um, through a Bluetooth speaker. Yeah. <laughs> and I wrote down like two Bose minutes. Bose headphones? Like, no, thank you. Yeah. Bose speaker. Yes. <laughs> I was like, did a tuna fish kill his son? That's, Great that's what it seemed like. That's what it seemed like. It felt like the, the, the Jaws or the Moby Dick. Like, he seemed to have a vendetta against a fish. But that just made me sad. Because I was I, like, I don't oh. think he had a vendetta. I think he was like, this fish will make me happy. Like, that was the goal. Like, if he gets this, if, like, because he... But, no, Paul, yeah. knowing what we know now about the movie... Yeah. Is it... Does it make any sense that a young boy would conjure up a tuna fish? Well, well here, here's, here's my question. My question is this. Okay, because I was thinking about this from the video game point of view. Because I have lately been playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption 2. I was 2. thinking the same thing. Okay, calm down, nerds. I don't like nerds. where this is going. Calm down, nerds. Everybody he here works for Rockstar Games. He They're very excited. mentioned my video game. Shut up. Um... But in the game, I've become obsessed specifically with fishing, with hunting and fishing within the game. Yeah. So my thing was there are special fish you can catch in the game that are, like, rare. And otherwise, you're just catching normal fish. You cook them up, you eat them. I'm 46. Yeah. <laughs> You've revealed and too much. So I was like, did the kid build a game where there was a boss fish that was, like, the hardest fish to catch, and that's what it is? Well... Go ahead. Well, my video games end with Sega Genesis's uh, Echo the Dolphin. <laughs> so I see it from the fish's point of view. I, that's the way. <laughs> to me, that's whose movie this really is. It starts on his eye. It starts on his eye, does it? Yeah, right, because it goes into the boy and then it goes in the fish. But I got lost in that first scene because it's like, oh, he's dead. Or like when yeah. they're like, what, he's dead? And now he's just hanging out under, and then he goes away. I, I found it very, very confusing. confusing. It's, it's a tricky movie because you have, when you know the twist, which by well, the way, this, should we just break the twist yeah, down? Yeah, I was going to say, like one thing about this movie is it has a very big twist, and we'll get into it right now, but it's done as if someone saw a movie with a twist and in the middle of them telling you about the movie, like, oh, fuck it, I'll just tell you what the twist is. <laughs> like, it, like, they don't wait for the proper moment to reveal it. No. It's like the narrator is like, all right, so they're dead, they're dead. <laughs> oh, wait, you didn't... So, like, they reveal this twist so many times that he is in a video game. That he is a... Ca that... that that the only real characters in the movie are the son and the, the Anne Hathaway as the wife and Jason... Well, she's not real. In the, in the other room, apparently. She oh, was. yes, okay. In, in, sorry, and I'm assuming in the right. other room... Right, so there's the, only three real people. The only three real people are taking place in, are not part of Plymouth Island, like the, shit, the, the fishing community, where my, the, the other one was my favorite was the radio station yeah. oh. that's always telling you where you need to go next. Like, if you're in a video game and you start driving someplace, it will, the radio station will be like, remember, you gotta get to the lighthouse before the ship leaves, blah, 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 blah. By and the I'm way, like, that's where's the lighthouse? That literally is how I figured out the twist of the movie. I was like, sounds like a video game, like yeah. Grand Theft Auto radio station. I was like, oh. <laughs> 
And then I was like, now I'm in. So, so the kid, the young boy, who is Matthew McConaughey's biological son, Matthew McConaughey has died in the war, Anne Hathaway, his wife, has remarried, and the boy and Anne Hathaway are being subjected to such horrendous abuse at home that the boy has retreated into building a video, an idyllic video game where he has created a virtual version of his father who is constantly trying to go fishing. Right, because he has a memory of the one time when he was three years old that they fished not on a boat, but on a dock, not on an island, but on a like, kind of mountainous area like lake. So he created something exactly not like that to relive it. And the video game I have problems with because it's really just a bunch of mini games. It's not really a full game. See, also, that's interesting. I did not know it was a video game. What? I thought. <laughs> no, let me. <laughs> now. <laughs> did... <laughs> what? Did you know we were watching a I movie? Can... <laughs> what? <laughs> what okay, do you listen. mean? I don't know from video games. I told Paul when we got married, you may never play video games in front of me. Ever. That was she one of told her, me. That was your only vow. She told me, what did she you said, tell me? You said, I will ne- you will never play video I, games in front me, of me? I do. It's so masturbatory and gross to see someone want, play video games. And when Paul and I first started dating, I think you had a chair. Of no, I had weird, a headset on. You had, you had a headset and I saw it, and I said, get that out of my house, and you will never play a video game in front of me. She said, there is nothing more unattractive than a man <laughs> playing, playing a video, video game. Games. I'm sorry, there and isn't. And then Storm. There's not a fuck, thank you. <laughs> I, and by the way, it can, like, Is this let why it I'm single? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll tell you about 10 reasons you are. <laughs> Let it happen on your own time and on your own dime. I do not want to see it. So I genuinely, I don't know video games. Wait, you want Paul to go to like pay to play video games in some seedy video game place? You want me to go to like Diane Lane's house and play my video game? Don't bring it into my house. So what I thought, I didn't know it was a video game because I I didn't see any of the video game things, all of the accessories. I thought it was... I thought it was like Oregon Trail, like a like a computer game. So, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so so yeah. you understood it was, it was a, a game. game. Of course. Oh, okay. It seemed also like and to Jim's a... point, yes, no, it seemed not... like he was okay. constantly programming the game and not playing the game That's because why, yeah. the All screens were code. They weren't like do 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 do. It yes. was this coding. So is the game ever being played or is he just building the game? That's, that's the that's existential that. question of life. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. As Matthew McConaughey himself once said, we're either building the game or we're playing it, brother. That's If life. you're not building the game or playing the game, you are the game. Yeah. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, the rapper the game. <laughs> All right. So you just felt like he was... So computer game, that's where you were kind of thinking of it. Yeah. I thought it was more like that. The, the thing that was very difficult for me to understand is why, why both we... of these actors signed on to make this movie. Yes! I wrote that. I wrote that. What, I, I wrote, was this why? script amazing? 
Because this is bananas so to read crazy. or to watch. This is this is wild. I well, can see these them being sold on like it's a classic noir. He, you're the you're the Sam Spade. She's the femme fatale. She needs your help to bump off the guy and d- double indemnity. Like blah blah blah. It has Hitchcock elements. You to know it. what? Unspooled. We don't need to hear about it. Yeah, we get it. We don't need we to hear about Hitchcock. Really? Cheer? Which Hitchcock? Which well, Hitchcock? I mean, there's so many. I mean, on the list, there's a handful. Vertigo, one of oh, the, one God. of one of the films that I think is getting a lot of attention <laughs> as of late. Oh, Moving up the list, if you would. Uh, Move, you know. oh, Have you guys seen how that show goes? <laughs> Moving up the list. Have you seen that um, uh, movie Hitch's Cock? And it's just uh, a nude Will Smith. <laughs> 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 Do you want us to? We can. We can cut that it? out. Do you want us to cut that out of the podcast? Uh, no, I want you to double down on it. <laughs> Uh, but I do think, weirdly, in you explaining the plot of the movie just now, it was much more understandable uh, than watching the movie. And it is weird because the twist comes in just like... It, An hour and five for, minutes. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. But it... But when I know, it I know, because I was like, I cannot believe this reveal is coming at this point in the movie. Where you yeah. still have about an hour yeah. left. Uh, but here's my question. He developed this video game. And the choices that he's made are interesting. Like, he's made his dad into a whore. Or, uh, or uh, sex it's, for money. I, know, also, sec- I, mean, I, was, I was actually glad once I realized that, like, this was his, the boy's idea of it. Because I was just like, are, are women paying to give blowjobs? That's just not Wait, something I've Real seen question, before. though. Are they? I mean... Because this is huge news for me. I need to send invoices. <laughs> but I'm going to need some Venmo on, I like, addresses. <laughs> I was like, oh, that makes sense. This is this young boy's idea of what that might look because like. Because Diane Lane is so kind of blown away by their sex that she's like, he's always great for her, but yet she's paying... Here's, my, here's what I'm. Yeah. Here's what I was also trying to understand. In the game, is the okay? Is the son programming the game in order to create a facsimile of his father, or is he himself working out his issues about whether or not he's going to kill his father, or or continue to be distracted by? Because the setup is he's either going to be continue to be distracted by the fishing and just keep playing the game and check out from the world, or he's going to take action and kill his father. Right. Right. So, then so the he, game his keeps surrogate, him. the boy's surrogate, is his own father. Then he programs himself to fuck. To fuck Diane Lane and then fuck his own mother? That's part of the game because at some point he introduces his mother to the game and he's like, gotta fuck her. But, but, and I know that, June, you like that sex scene. I want to dig into the moment where he he, he literally puts himself inside her, then immediately jumps out and goes, I win! Yeah. I win! What? What did you win? And what was that? Was that just a part of the game, like is, a mini game? Is that too? like an extra life? Did he get like, a, like you know, I, I wish something had come up and been like blink, like you know, or like he, the, the like the spurt emoji would have been like blink, you're done, and then like your health gets depleted, but your happiness goes up. 
I mean, that was. He bizarre. also programs his mom to call her step. Her her new husband, Daddy, yes. over and over again. I did not like every that one line bit. that Anne Hathaway or Matthew McConaughey speaks in the movie is written by a twelve year old. That's just true, right? That's every true. one of That's their correct. lines. By the way, full disclosure: so is this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and he's right there. <laughs> but where the where the ladies movie and gentlemen, gets- Jacob Tremblay. <laughs> I just thought it would be funny to save the Hitchcock thing because, you know, Hitch is a character from a movie and he's a cock and Hitchcock. Uh, the, I would like it if like a single light went up and Tremblay was up there like, <laughs> gave us the old gladiator thumbs down. But here's where the, the plot gets interesting to me. But then these characters... I'm amazed it got interesting. Oh, well, when you dissect it, because then all these characters have become sentient. So there, the characters in the game are saying, no, 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 this is a fishing catch-a-cat game. This isn't a killing dude game. Yeah. And then they're trying to stop the killing, but are they trying to stop the son? I think, I think the kid, my, my assumption would be that the kid is now programming other characters to be the voice of reason against himself his increasing desire to take, because like, if you were to look at all of the kid scenes cut together, like what's happening in the background is escalating to a degree that right. is terrifying, you know? So I think he, I'm assuming he's programming the game to keep trying to calm himself down, keep trying to calm himself down, keep going but yet, fishing. But yet he put in the most volatile part of the game, which is his mother and stepfather. Yeah. So well, if he... Yeah. yeah, I mean, I agree with Jason. I think he's on a journey to save his childhood. And he's trying to figure out... Like, you guys are so nice. <laughs> and I think he is trying to figure out whether he should kill his own dad, too. The choices he makes that I found fascinating, though, are the choice to make his stepfather super rich, because we find out later on he's not... And he's also, just in construction. Yeah, he works in construction. And here's, here's my bigger problem. They make him Greek. Uh-oh. They make the villain Greek, which I don't care for. Here we no, go. No, thank you. Also, Jason Clark. Jason Clark playing a Greek guy? What the fuck? Get him out of here. But he's got a lot of hair and a big stupid beard. <laughs> Fine. All right. Wait, so go ahead, Jen. You were saying... <laughs> no, there's some, there's some also wish fulfillment, I think, on the part of the young boy because he makes his own world and family members super rich. I don't think he is from what we've seen in his own home. And they, they don't look or sound anything like the characters we see in his house. So... I did find that sweet about him. That he wanted to have them, like, have a great life outside of it? Well, just that he wanted them to be rich. Okay. <laughs> did, was he, found, he controlling... You found hope in his aspirational I wealth? I hope I was like, oh, that's, that's <laughs> sweet. I mean, that's what's so crazy about watching this movie in real time, is it seems so... As opposed to what <laughs> As opposed what to... other kind of time do you watch movies? <laughs> I in? mean, knowing where the twist is, <laughs> what the twist is. It's from so the hard film. to watch a movie in the past tense. But looking back on it now, I'm like, is that were they just playing the part as they thought a 12 year old would want them to play it? Oh wow! Oh, they wow. 
They wow. are certainly playing, and a lot of the other, um, what is an, an NPC is a non-playing character, RPG, right, nerds? right? Oh. Yes? Thank you. So those are the characters who are like the bartender, the bait shop, uh, woman who works at the bait shop, all those people who are frequently appearing to you in video games to be like, oh, hey, I've got an, I've got an improved gun if you want to buy it. It's just, all you need to do is break my cousin out of jail. And I'm like, fuck you. Fuck your cousin. I'm out of here. I gotta go catch a cougar. Well, but... But all those characters have are on a track. They're all saying repetitive very dialogue. Westworld-esque. Yes. Um, but all those characters, that was like I everybody in those interactions are acting like video game characters, are acting with a an right. artificiality Here's that is new lures. Yeah. Here's a you know, they they're coming in. But yet but they also are sentient because well, then... Well, that's the guy. The guy in the suit then starts to break down and goes and is saying, what's your sign say? The rules have the changed. The rules have changed. He said, obviously it's a game. Now, why is this person able to do... Like, this movie then should be about characters in a video game realizing that, you know, it's, it's the Matrix, basically, for video games. But the, right? the characters in the game are trying to self-preserve. They're like, no, no, no. If he kills him then that means in real life the boy's dad dies and then I cease to exist. So I need to keep this boy... I don't think the characters have that motivation. What? I don't think the characters have that motivation I agree, because the suited guy at one point says, like, I I don't know, however the game goes, the game goes... He says something very... They're not... It's not good enough. One of the things is we're struggling with the fact... That we're trying to make sense out of something that they broad-stroked to make a movie, and we're trying to hold them accountable for a good movie, and in fact, they tricked us into watching trash. And we have now made you do it. Eat shit, Austin. Um, You idiots. I also like, if you think about the boy as the, the author of this whole thing, Oh, boy, does this kid love his dad's ass. Yes! (laughs) Yes! He is making his dad go naked so much. His buns buns are, like, honestly, third build in the movie. Yeah. And I, and I, I love Matthew McConaughey. I love his acting. I love his vibe. I like those Lincoln ads. I'm down for the whole thing. For oh, real. Me too. Me too. And me too. I mean this. And I, I think he's, and he's got a great me body. Too. He's got all of it. But I was looking at his buns and I was like, he's got cute little baby buns. Oh. They were very I cute. But they I want to straight up spoon this dude. I am... I'm on board for these buns, hon. I loved it. I, these bu- I these buns. I know what you mean, Nick. I always, I'm not, Alice, I've said this before in the podcast. I'm not into buns. You're not into boys' buns, I'm men's not. buns? June, June's not a, not a buns fan. I a little fan. bit strange. Like, I don't know many, and maybe the women in the audience feel differently. You I just want to see balls. That's all I want to <laughs> see. And I just to see enough of them. Just, um, <laughs> yes, there is so much McConaughey water-based nudity. Um, McConaughey is wet, I would say, 80% of this film. And as actors... He's wet when he's in water. He's wet out of water. Yes. He's wet in his kitchen. He's wet in the bar. There's a scene where he's meant to have come in from the rain, and he's now inside, and he every take, he must have been, like, throw an entire bucket of water at me. Because he is... 
drenched and, to the bone. And it's like literally marking out his amazingly has, cut body. It is a wet t-shirt contest in real life, and I'm on board that for those. he is winning. Video. He is winning that wet t-shirt oh, contest. By the way, but give me those great. McConaughey nips. But also, I like this this shot of the freeze frame, this Nirvana of, of McConaughey in the water. You look at his arms, and they just look like a gorgeous holla. <laughs> A, braid, a, a braided, beautiful braided, braided bed. A oh, braided just, bread. Just put an egg wash on those oh. triceps. Yeah, Come on. By the way, Jason, you I, won't on them, yeah. I won't snack on them then. I won't snack on them because I am allergic to eggs. Yeah. I, I, did have, um, I did have an issue with Matthew saying, I'm going to go take a shower and then jump yeah. into the ocean because I would say that's a bath. I agree. I would argue that's the most honest 12-year-old authorship of something. Yeah, like, I agree. Like, I don't want to take a shower, <laughs> but I'll jump wish, in the ocean. I wish my shower could be going swimming. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> when my dad showers, he goes swimming. By the way, um, and then he looks in the at salt his... water. In the salt water, yeah. so he's not getting clean. This movie takes place in Florida. I want to see the scene where he then has to like climb up yes. that cliff yes. face back up to his trailer. No, because you know what he naked. does? He just um, he um, what's it called when you like hyper jump to the next location? Oh, in like you phase in like, like a Halo. fast travel. He fast travels back to his house. Um, the movie takes place in Florida, which was kind of surprising to me. Um, it's off the coast of Miami, but there's a part. In the film, when he's trying to figure out if he's in a video game, he grabs a map, frantically stabs a knife in one side, puts a... a so much time spent on spreading out the map so it wouldn't curl over. And then the map only has one teeny tiny piece put in, which is the, the city that he's in, and the rest is blank. He's like... Oh. So wait, did this person never look at a map his entire he's, life? He's a fisherman and has never seen it. By the way, there, within the context of the movie, there are other maps in the world. We have seen maps already in the world. And so it does not seem like they are just alone in space. And why also... Well, I, this well, gets back to... Here's my question, though. What is his sense of his own history within the video game? It's only the history that the son has given him. Again, that he like, has no agency. These are not but real... So, but this is, so does the son, though... These are more choices of the son's making of his video game that I don't understand. Does the son think that his mom did start dating this other man while his dad was in Iraq? Because that's the story that Matthew McConaughey... I'm assuming... How about that line where she was like, you said I was finally old enough. Oh, oh I didn't like that at the all. son wrote that. Didn't like it. Again, didn't the son like wrote that all. line of dialogue for his mother to say like to it. his own surrogate in the show. No, so, thank you. question for you. <laughs> Is the son making Jason Clark choke his mom? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Paul, yeah. This kid needs help. <laughs> yes. I mean, that, like, what else? I mean, like, he's probably jerking off to it. That was crazy. And then... If you fucking assholes think this kid doesn't have a blanket over his head jerking off, you think he's just coding under there, you fucking morons. So this kid is jaying down to this did, video game. And also... 
Did the son give Jason Clark that truly undefinable accent? Because it's not Greek. (laughs) I thought it was the best representation of Greek people on camera ever. Paul, I'm going to need to talk to you after the show. Next, next to TikTok Man. Thank you. Um... TikTok's, TikTok man's real name is Alex Papadogiorgidis. Very, <laughs> very, Greek, very Greek man. Today's podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough. But Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie cutter places and I went on Airbnb and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes! That's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today's episode is brought to you by Cap'n Crunch. Who said the kids get to have all the breakfast fun time? Break away from the ordinary with Cap'n Crunch and bring back the spirit of adventure to your mornings. Everyday life can be stressful, but a tasty bowl of Cap'n Crunch is an escape from morning monotony. Enjoy the bold flavors like original Cap'n Crunch, Crunch Berries, Oops All Berries, and Peanut Butter. Plus, the crunch you love is now available in cinnamon, and it is delicious. Even in a sea of milk, the crunch of Cap'n Crunch is epic. Yes, My family is all in on the Cinnamon Captain Crunch. I didn't think you could make it better, but they did. I love my Captain Crunch, and now I love sharing it with my kids. Join the crew for your next breakfast time crunch venture. Get Captain Crunch's new Cinnamon Crunch now at a retailer near you. And learn more at CaptainCrunch.com. There are a lot of questions in the film. Uh, I also The question that I also have is, like, why... Do we see uh, Damon Hansu fully like in a nice outfit coming out at the end of the game? Like I was wondering, is that he's character? At church. It's a church. Oh, he's like I think the church. Yeah, I think he's oh, okay. in church. Yeah. Because then, his wife. Okay, because I thought what was happening was they were all getting prepared to die because when the game Matrix is out at the end, like he's like, I'm. First of all, the boy is computer programming from his prison cell. <laughs> 
on the phone with his dad, no computer in sight. They're having a full conversation. He's like, I'm changing the game. How? And then the camera spins around Matthew McConaughey. Nothing has changed. Nothing much has changed. And the game is exactly the same, but then the boy is in the Well, there's dock. also no... It, it, it posits a world in which there is a, there's continually magic happening where the boy and the dad are connected within the game and yes. they can hear each other in the Under game. Under the water. And I understand... Some, you don't feel connected to your creator? What's that? Yeah. So, so, so basically, the son, the son is God. That's right. And and yeah, no, I, it is it's it is a deep religious allegory. But wait, where that means where in Christ fucks God's wife. Come on, Texas, we're going with this. Where Christ builds a scenario simulation where he fucks his own mother. So not God's wife, I guess Mary? The Virgin Mary? Christ takes her virginity? Is that what's happening? Texas, are you on board? Is, ooh, we're getting there, ooh. I'm gonna stay out of this one. (laughs) Well, can you, can anyone take a stab at the ending? So when the game falls apart and they are reunited, what is actually happening in, in real life well, at that moment. I, well, I, was, I had a question about this, too, because it seems like the boy makes a decision to kill his father. He takes the knife out of the tackle box and then leaves the room, and then the video game goes on. So he's not controlling Matthew McConaughey to kill the dad in that moment. He's left the computer there. So both are acting independently of each other, and I think he just goes in the other room and stabs him in the heart. Yeah. No, yes. By the way, one stab wound, like yeah. one shot straight to the heart, and he's done, done. so. But then yeah, what impressive. happens after that? He gets put in... Juvenile detention Juvenile center. detention. He's going to be put in the custody of his mom, but in the meantime, he makes a computer call with his brain <laughs> to his dad in the video in the game, game. In the computer game, which is still running, not confiscated as evidence in a trial for manslaughter. Um... <laughs> And then connects with him virtually. So I guess now he's in the game, which he could have been in the game from. I feel like the game is, I mean, the movie rather is trying to tell us or trying to give us an emotional payoff as if McConaughey is this dead father who's crossed over to the other side as if yes. the, the movie is set up like a ghost is scenario. It purgatory? It's like, the, the, yeah, almost. I feel like the movie's trying to play uh, with us in a fraudulent way to suggest that, like, it's ghost and he's just unable to move on but he can, if he can connect with his son but again, he's just a artificial construct that the son has created but they want us to have an emotional payoff and i cried like, dad dad and he's like yeah patrick it's me and i'm like what and i that, cried you i cried at the end i cried when I that cried boy too. ran down that dock i cried too i cried too i mean i cried tears of come out my dick <laughs> But it was you emotional didn't cry moment. When he was running down the. Uh, and no. Matthew, he looks. How is he there? Looks so happy, he gets his son in the video game. So he programmed a character of himself to go in the game and run and hug the character yes. that he built to be his father. And that's but yet what he could have sad about it because he was so yearning for that connection. I thought that the kid. I thought that the kid that brought him good luck would have been him because like, hey, I'm here to help. Quit my job pumping gas in Miami. <laughs> Okay, um, 
<laughs> but why wouldn't he just put himself in the game? And also, the you know time? what? When they opened the big blank map, Miami should have been there. Yep. Everybody's talking about Miami, so you should be able to be like, great, we're here. Miami, right there. Miami with all their beautiful mountains. <laughs> um, it, like, if it, if it, if it added, if it made, if, like, like, a movie like Sixth Sense, like, has, like, linear sense to it. Like, it make, if you add it up with the, the, um, reveal, you can go back and everything makes sense. But, like, in this movie, they're constantly cheating. Yeah, you're not going to be able to do that here. No, they're constantly <laughs> yeah. cheating. They're giving you scenes for characters who are alone without Matthew McConaughey's character. Those characters don't exist without him. You know, they don't have interior lives that we're following. Yeah, well, this movie's like, if, if M. Night Shyamalan made Sixth Sense, like, M. Afternoon Shyamalan make this one. <laughs> It's so funny you bring up Sixth Sense, which is a great episode of Unspooled. Um, uh, when, when, uh, when, but when Bruce Willis in that movie finds out that he is a ghost, he has spoilers. Sorry, spoiler for alert. Sixth Sense. So real quick, so real quick. Sorry. Spoilers for you know what? Let's just run down spoilers. Darth Vader is Luke's father. Han Solo dies in the new Star Wars movies. Uh, in the Prestige, Hugh Jackman plays twins. Guys, let's do them all. The Hulk dies in Avengers Endgame. Anyway, so... Um, so... Ray is Vader's daughter. So... But when he finds out, when Bruce Willis finds out, there's this moment where he's like... You, he's... Like, he sees his whole life. It all makes sense. He understands why his wife has been ignoring him. And this panic and shock. And then when this fucking nerdlinger comes over to his house and says, we're in a video game. Wow. He goes, he for goes. A, <laughs> for what is arguably a room full of nerdlingers to just I'm hammer. I'm a nerdlinger. I'm to just, just nerd. hammer this guy. This fucking nerd. I like, mean, he's, you're a bully. He's, like, he's so like, aggressively like, a nerd. When he wipes his glasses, like. Oh, that <laughs> immediately, yeah. Was like, that was sound mom. effect was crazy. Yeah. I've, I have glasses. I wear them. I never... So when this guy tells him the whole reveal, he goes, well, what the fuck, man? Like, no reaction. Not like, you don't exist. You're a video game. He's like, ah, fuck it. All right, so I'm going to go fishing tomorrow. <laughs> like, it never landed with him. And I think, I, I, again, I, I'm all in on the McConaughey train. I think he's great and everything. And I actually loved watching him do some of that oh, solo these? acting in the cornfield. Oh, he and is... screams out into the ocean a number of times in this yes. movie. And he is I chewing. just loved it. He is feasting on these loved scenes. It. He is so easy to watch. Oh, yeah. He, make, he made me feel comfortable. In a lesser actor's hands, this movie would have been hard to watch, but I'm like, I'm in. Like, Man. I kind of feel like it's going to work out. Matthew McConaughey, he's like, it's cool. I'm a video game. We're all video games. But it really is Whatever, true. let's kill somebody and he's, find our son. I don't care. He's so compelling to watch. So it's so true. It's so true because he's so compelling to watch that you're watching scenes that in if they if if he wasn't as interesting and electric to watch, you would be focused on how this scene does not make sense in continuity of the movie you're watching. But I'm like, I don't care. No, All I, I want is to watch him yell at this guy and never talk to the old man at the yeah. bar and then become the old man at the bar. 
Why? Don't know. If that's what's weird. You walk away from this movie not having any idea what happened, but having enjoyed watching him near a body of water, watching him pour himself a drink. Um, by the, oh, I love, give me a bottle of rum. I just gave you a bottle of rum. I already drank it. Yes! yes very give him another bottle very of pleasant. rum. This is exciting. All I can think it. about also. Stop trying to harsh his mellow. Come on. Let him live. How many, like, cigarettes he had to smoke in that movie. Uh, there was a lot of cigarette acting in this there movie. There was a lot. <laughs> there, there was times where there was so many cigarettes on screen. I was like, ooh, this is, like, when Anne Hathaway and him are both, like, smoking cigarettes at each other. I was like, wow, this is, I'm in. Their age difference is pretty shocking. I mean, I guess not for Hollywood, but he's Who's about- Who's age fit, difference? Uh, McConaughey. McConaughey and Anne Hathaway. And Anne Hathaway. She's it? about like 35, 36. Oh, yeah. He's about 50. And they That's... went to high school together. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote down, they went to high school together, question mark, question mark? Can you Maybe imagine if... McConaughey and Princess Diaries, like the two of them? <laughs> I think she thinks they went to high school together, but he's just really Wooderson, and he's just still hanging around. Also, well, that's what he does, in fact, like about high school yeah. girls. He's like, I keep, getting, <laughs> I keep getting older, they keep getting younger. Yeah. Uh-oh, I got one of them pregnant. Uh-oh, I'm going to war. Uh-oh, I'm dead. Now I'm a video game. I'm a video game. By the way, uh-oh. No, uh, reboot, uh-oh, reboot. I think, is uh-oh, I'm a video game a t-shirt? Maybe, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I still think the t-shirt might be McConaughey's face on their Nirvana body and just serenity. I think that's pretty good. <laughs> and with a video with an old NES cartridge instead of a dollar bill in front of it. That's pretty good. And so Hitch's cock is not going to be... Oh, Nick. <laughs> Here's the thing, people. Walmart Plus is the membership that saves you time and money on the stuff you'd expect but also on the stuff you don't. Let me explain. Did you know with your Walmart Plus membership, you can save money on gas? Yeah, save gas while you drive the kiddos to soccer practice, plus visit your in-laws, plus venture into the wilderness, plus wherever you want to go. Because Walmart Plus also saves you time and money with free delivery, perfect for ordering new remote batteries or coffee when somebody finishes it without telling you. And then, you know, it's all your snacks that you have stored in the back of that pantry for movie night. How dare they? Plus, you can actually even save on the actual movies with a Paramount Plus subscription. Stream Top Gun Maverick plus Mean Girls plus Jack Reacher plus so much more because savings is what this whole Walmart Plus membership is all about anyways. Members save on gas plus free delivery plus Paramount Plus, plus so much more. Start a free 30-day trial at www.walmartplus.com. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions, $35 order minimum, Paramount Plus essential plan only, separate registration required. If you're like me, you can't get enough John Mulaney, and that's good. Because during the Netflix is a joke festival, John Mulaney is presenting a brand new show called Everybody's in LA. It's Six live episodes created and starring John that will stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a joke fest. This is going to be an unconventional show with very big special guests. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A. debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time only on Netflix. When you travel, do concerns back home nag at you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? Well, if they do. 
That's why you should invest in Simply Safe home security today. That's right. For award-winning security and peace of mind wherever you go, Simply Safe wants to be there with you by actually not going there at all, but staying at your house. Listen, Newsweek ranked it the best customer service in home security. Plus, it gives you whole home protection sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. Plus, a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, no contracts, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. I'm going to tell you this. It's worth it for the peace of mind to know that when I'm on tour, when I'm out there in the UK, I can check in on my house. And with the time difference between LA and Europe, I loved having the 24-7 professional monitoring service in case something happened when I was asleep or, or not reachable. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash bonkers. That's simplysafe.com slash bonkers. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Let's go to the audience and see oh what you have to say about. Uh, Can we get Serenity. house lights? Yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll we'll see what we got. Um, all right. So if you have a question about Serenity that you want an answer to, uh, let us know. Raise your hand and uh, we'll come over to. All right, here's somebody right here, sir. Uh, I'll kind of reach over to you. All right. What's your uh, name and your question? I'm David, and my question is. What was up with those pans whenever it revealed like Anne Hathaway was her back and then it panned around to the front? Yeah, there was a couple of these moments in the film, especially when you meet Anne Hathaway, where the camera does like almost a matrixy move, but of no action. It's just of a person walking like poof. I feel like they're trying to do some sort of like video gamey reveal or some. It's supposed to feel, I feel like, not natural. I feel like a lot of that stuff was meant to be telling you you were in a different reality, not real, rea- not real reality. Um, I, I will but say, I thought they were weird. It does feel, sorry, before we get to this next question, that it feels like um, they were writing this movie after they finished shooting that day. <laughs> they would then be like, what are, what are we going to do tomorrow? Would it surprise you to find And out? then they wrote a scene and they're like, fuck, I think that might work. Do we still have the boat? <laughs> I feel like the movie... Oh, buddy, all we've got is the boat. The movie also has a feeling of a video game cutscene that, like, you never watch. It's like, got it, fast forward, fast forward, got, got it, got it. Yeah. And I just want to go back to fishing. I would have liked to see him fish more. Uh, sir, your question. You fast forward video games? The cutscenes. There are, like, plot scenes in between. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sorry, hold on one sec. Let me explain. So you know in Wait. Oregon Trail when you've bought your yeah, salted pork? Yeah, and you got so all sometimes, your buffaloes. Yeah, sometimes you get, you finish a mission, right? And you're like, da-da-da, and then you, bring, you go back to the boss, and, and you're like, I did that thing you asked. And he's like, great, but bad news. The zombies have attacked the North Quadrant. You get on a helicarrier and get out of here in five Blip. minutes, soldier. Blip. And you, just and, like, and you fast forward that until oh, like the exposition. And that gets it you basically jumps. But if the you next... stayed with him, the boss would be like, "Things are crazy at home. That's why I'm acting out here." <laughs> I just got a dear John letter from my wife. She's fucking her Pilates instructor. I guess the reason I've become such a mean person is because of the issues I'm having with my wife at home. While I'm out here. Murdering ravagers, my wife is at home being ravaged by a murderer. Oh, what a dumb movie. Sir, your name, your question. Uh, my name's Here's Clint. what I'll say just oh, before. I'm so sorry. Before, I'm oh, nice. Kumite shirt. I like that. Oh, let's continue. What? Oh, you want to go? Okay, this is Clint. Yes. Um, they really emphasize artificial intelligence in this movie. Is it less like a video game than more like a 
recreation of the dad where the kid is trying to relive his a life with him. He's trying to regain his... Uh, Shit, man, I wish you were part of the rewrite on this one. <laughs> Smartest question we ever got. Here's the reality, guys. If your question is related to the movie not making sense, you can put your hands down. We're, we're not going to know. We're not going to crack it. Yeah, it's it flawed like, from the go. It feels like the audience wants us to have answers. Yeah. And we do not. It's not going to happen. Paul is, I believe, headed towards the mezzanine. So prepare yourselves, mezzanine. I need to catch my breath. That was a lot of flights. All right, sir, your name, your question. Uh, Jacob, and my question is, can we talk about how racist it was that the maid at the hotel was called Consuela? <laughs> and apparently she's a real big gossip. Well, everybody in, in Plymouth is a gossip. Um, yes, yes. And, and there was, like, there's also, like, uh, Jaiman Huntsu, who's in the, in the movie, is, like, the voice of reason black man who's, like, always got to tell him to do the right thing or whatever. There's a lot of, like, putting people into categories that are just very limited in that But way. let me ask you guys this. What did you think of that Amistad reunion? We haven't seen the two of them together since Amistad. <laughs> They're back on a boat. They're having a lot of fun. Was McConaughey in Amistad? Yeah, he's the oh, main... Oh, I didn't, I didn't remember that. All right, um, It's the same literally... boat. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Your name and your question. Hi, my... I got the mic. Okay. <laughs> um, my name is Anna, and my question is, um, do you think it's possible that instead of it being an AI that, like, developed consciousness, that it's, like, the spirit or, like, soul of the dad came into the video game, so then in the end, when they hug and stuff, it's meaningful and not just, like, super sad. Ooh. Anna? Oh. Okay, haunted video game. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. Um, okay. I'm gonna, I don't, I don't know, Anna, and I, it's a, such a good question. I, my, I would lean towards no, because there are no souls. In general, you don't believe that the human spirit has a soul? I don't believe I do. Oh. Fuck, man. Jason. <laughs> Is this why I'm single? Yeah. Jason. That's a horrible thing to say. Yeah, probably, yeah. So you don't think we're all connected in some way after our Do you connected in some way afterwards? Sense? Afterwards, yeah. no, 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 we're donezo. I think once we die, straight up, we go in the ground or wherever else, and it is over, baby. <laughs> all right, I'm I in the mess. Is, I think it is the great dark Why sleep. Why are we clapping for this? How did this get made? <laughs> Tackling the big issues. Yeah. Who would have thought Serenity would have gotten us here? I'm in the mess. Well mezzanine. done, movie. Here we go, another question right here. Your name? Darius. Question. All right, um, question is, so when Jim Hansu's character, Duke... Uh, I love that you know that. Yeah, I know a lot of that. Uh, Matt McConaughey blames him at the beginning for not catching fish, and he goes, it's because ever since your wife died... Yeah. It's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. And then afterwards, he talks to the chum lady, or the bait lady or whatever, and he's like, she's like, oh, you blamed him. And he's like, no, I didn't blame him. I blame you, because you put a hex on me. And there was like, what the hell is yeah. this? Pro so my question is, sorry, I, that's a buildup. My question is, since Matt McConaughey's character is written, Matt, Matt, do you know him? <laughs> I'm from here, baby. Matthew. Like so familiar. I'm born and raised, baby. Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. uh, 
No, does my question everybody is... everybody who lives in Austin wait, call him Matt? Wait, does everybody know McConaughey? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, boy. I bet he's getting sure. a lot of texts right uh, now. <laughs> hey, bro, get over to the Moody right now. If any of you guys know him, tell him tell his ass to give me my number. <laughs> All right, sorry. So, question is, since he... The boy created that character, and Matt McConaughey is so angry, character is so angry. So my question is, is the boy super angry at his dad? So is he just pissed at him for leaving him, or is this like I a think, representation? No, I think he's created a character who feels helpless and hopeless to affect change in his life, or, much like the boy. Or does the boy not support the troops? <laughs> <laughs> you, think, you think that's what it is? You think he's mad at his dad because his dad died in the war? And he's a fan of dads who don't die in the war? <laughs> Thus making America great again? <laughs> Texas, question mark, question mark? Um, uh, no, I think, you know, I think the boy is letting his own feelings of helplessness uh, bleed into McConaughey's character's helplessness and, and not knowing what to do. ultimately, as a child who's processing grief, he feels unlucky. But he's also sabotaging the dad because he makes the game. Like, why wouldn't he give the dad joy just to catch the fish? No, I think that's for himself. The game is for himself, not Got for the it. dad. Oh, but Paul. then the dad becomes sentient. No. The dad is not sentient. Dad does not exist. The dad Really? The, the, Let me ask you, McConaughey. Does the dad eventually exist in an AI realm? By a pause. What? No. What? Does the dad never exist in an AI realm? The dad or, is all Matthew McConaughey, top to bottom, T to B, ones and zeros. <laughs> Those buns are two zeros next to each other. What's your name and your question? I'm Leah, and huh. my question is, can you role play what you think that they had to tell these A-list actors to get them to agree to this script? <laughs> Well, here's the thing. Hey. Here's the thing. My assumption is that it must have been a good script. Sure. And I can see being sold on the idea of an old school noir set, you know, like with, with all the tropes of all a right, noir. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with all the tropes of a noir story, but, but, but modernized with this kind of game show, no, a video game rather, element, and also a, a real, like, ooh, and there's going to be a twist. I can, and Stephen Knight is like a legit person who's done Make other stuff, stuff. That, is, that is very good. So I can see all the steps along the way why very smart, A-list, talented yeah. people would keep going down yeah. the line. Absolutely. Yeah. I think for Anne, they just said, like, the character's going to have blonde hair, and she said, yeah. I'll be there. When do we start? Well, it's also... She's like, she's like, does my character have sex, but only from behind? Yeah. By the way, he really grabbed her forcefully. Like, I didn't, yes. that scene wasn't seem like it was leading to sex, but then it was like, that yeah. felt, I thought that too, but then I was like, oh, maybe the kid only understands sex as a violent act. Yes. And as a result, oh. every man in the game is violent at sex. Again, I win! He's the only point of view. The only point of view referenced in the movie is a 12-year-old boy's point of view. But then they do it missionary style inside the boat, 
And you see those sweet cheeks getting all crunched up. It's also interesting. It's also interesting. You see him repeatedly just finish having sex with Diane yeah. Lane. Hey, you never see her naked and you never see them have sex because yeah. the kid, I guess, can't imagine that version of sex. Or they weren't going to pay Diane Lyon enough money to show her boobs. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But I mean, like, even, yeah, but they don't even show, like, sex happening, you know? No, it's a, it's a, it is still a kid's conception on some level of what sex. Just, that's just a little McConaughey getting out of bed. Um, Well, look, there's a lot to unpack here. And we clearly Do we have, have another six hours. Yeah, I mean, I would we stay need here. It. I would stay here for four more hours. Well, wait, what's that? No, we can't. Aww. They do have a show after us tonight. Um, look, we have opinions about this movie, Boo. but there are people out there with Let a them different... stay. Let them stay. Let them stay. Let them stay. Four more hours. Four more hours. Locker. You guys will have a beer break, and then we'll go back into guys, it again. You guys did a terrible job chanting. <laughs> well, look, we have an opinion about this film, but there are people out there with a different opinion. It is now time for Second Opinions. Mama just killed your daddy. Put a K-bar in his chest. Went to jail, you know the rest. Goodbye, everybody. I've got to code. <laughs> Gotta see my dis dad sweep behind and swim in the nude. <laughs> Mama, dad said the hook, but justice will be mine. I wish there were more than five stars to give. Give it up for Cody. Amazing, Cody. That was amazing. Now, if I was Cody, I would have said to the person after him, you go, go ahead. But I believe in you. It is now time for Second Opinions. This movie was horrid. Don't know what the hell I just watched. Let's head on off to Amazon to see what other people thought. June, John, and Jason read Second Opinions. June, John, and Jason read Second Opinions. John? for Dana, who thought my name was John. June, John, and Jason, the host of How Did This Get Made. That's a shirt. I think I see what's happening. That's the shirt. June, John, and Jason. She might have been mistaken for June and I's other podcast. Yeah. Oh. June, John, and Jason, which we do with the film critic. You do with John Ratzenberger yes, from Cheers. From Cheers. Uh, that's the t-shirt, June, John, and Jason. We, we should design who John is the you. Do like John Lennon. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, here we are. Five-star reviews from Amazon. Let's get into it. <laughs> oh, I love that. I want to leave that one in just because yes, it's, it's crazy. It's wild. 
Listen to it. And repeated it so many times. It wasn't a slip of the tongue. Here's the thing. It's easier to say John in that structure. Yes. June, John, and Jason, right? Rather than June, Paul. And like yeah. that hard P stops you from yeah. continuing forward. I mean, so I understand for song reasons why yeah. she changed it. There's no world in which you just let go of Paul from here on out. Or you guys become Poon, Paul, and Payson. <laughs> by the way, I will happily go by it. the name Payson from now on. I like Payson. Pacey, um, Pacey for short, just like Josh Jackson on Dawson's Creek. Pacey! There are 132 uh, reviews. 26% are five-star reviews. This first one is uh, from D. Snoke. Um, and uh, the title is, spoiler alert, this review explains the plot for those who couldn't get it. I will say a majority of these reviews are like, if you didn't get it, and when I say that is, how could you not? What is vague about this movie? There is not, they hammer the twist for an hour. They're like, do you get it now? How about now? How about when I say it? How about when I say it? How about when someone else from TV says it? Um, M Afternoon Shyamalan. <laughs> M Afternoon it's Shyamalan. Solid, it's a solid joke. That's another. Um, so this <laughs> review ends with this line. So fascinating. Too bad so many people couldn't follow it. It will be discussed in philosophy classes for years to come. Five motherfucking stars. Can I ask you a question? What if he's right? What if we are not getting it and this guy, and in 50 years, this movie is helping explain but just things. like if someone's writing like their senior thesis and it's like, as Manzoukas spoke of the soul and the lack thereof, as was Knight discussing inside, <laughs> this is like, yeah, this is like the, the text that supports the document. Yes. This is the midrash to understand the Talmud <laughs> of this movie. <laughs> And then the hollow bread arms, it all brings it together. <laughs> this is a very Jewish movie. Um, this Came is out from, on Tisha B'Av. This is from Jero. Uh, Jero uh, Dreams of Sushi. Uh, writes this. This is a sci-fi film, period. Unless you acknowledge this truth halfway through the film, you will be dumbfounded and quite possibly angry. But... If you accept this truth, you will realize this film is a very meta film about a character trapped in a world created by a tormented boy living in abuse where nothing makes sense. <laughs> all in all, I ended the film with some tears. Satisfied, poignant tears. Is and this review from June Rayfield? <laughs> Or, or Paul Shear. Yeah. yeah. And the wowed factor after watching an amazing Black Mirror episode. Wouldn't it be amazing for people to reconnect or stay connected virtually even after one person has passed? Five stars. It's fair. fair. Uh... Going down here to uh, Ms. Blonde. Ms. Blonde writes... I like how this movie was released in January, a bitterly cold time of year for many locations. Because what this movie is, is a bitterly cold, hard look 
at several social issues. Here are the top five. One. Yo, it's a, this review has a top five list? I love it. Death caused by the war in Iraq. Two, loss and isolation. Three, evil step-parents. Four, artificial intelligence. Five, redemption. Meeting lost loved ones, even if only in the spiritual level and or afterlife. Not much else to say. If you like formulaic, cut and dried, good versus bad guy movies, then stick to formulaic, good versus bad guy movies, as many may not suit one's taste. This is a very unique and visually arresting film. Five stars. And the title, not a picnic in the park and popcorn movie. I, do you have more, Paul, or is there... A, I have one more, okay. uh, which is from Jimmy Can Do. Uh, and Jimmy Can Do writes, I really like this film. There's jumping back and forth between past, present, and dreams. Even so, you have to kind of bring your imagination to this one. It's a movie. Sometimes you got to do that. And this is one of them. Mr. McConaughey does another great job of acting and being in character. If you're a fan of McConaughey, watch it for sure. And I encourage others to give it a shot as well. Keep your mind open. Get some popcorn. Which is against Ms. Blonde, who says it's not a popcorn movie. This is why philosophy classes will be studying this film forever. So those are some five-star reviews. Here's the thing I feel about this movie, is we're meant to buy into McConaughey as the lead of this movie and the emotional journey that he appears to be on, right? Yes. And what we are forgetting is that, or what I think they don't want us to really, really look at too hard is that it is a very sad story of a child who is suffering abuse and is, is trapped in an abusive household getting pushed to the point where he has no other option but to become a murderer. And that the movie ends with him embracing the reality that he has to transgress a moral, uh, uh, that he has to, if you believe in a soul, place a black mark on his soul by taking a life to get out from under this chaotic scenario. But we treat it as though it is this heartfelt story from McConaughey's character, and instead it is a tragedy for the child. Am I wrong? I thought it... And Jason, that's really well said, but I just thought it was a movie about fishing. <laughs> and if you didn't get it, then... <laughs> okay. Um, the movie... <laughs> the tagline... Does anyone want to take a shot at the tagline? They're pretty hard to guess. Um, this, is, uh, this is what they are. I'll just read them. On Plymouth Island... No one ever dies, unless you break the rules. Oh, no, see, that's interesting. Had I known that, yeah. I would have gone into the movie with a different expectation of what it might be. I agree. Uh, here's the other tagline. There's a place you can escape your past as long as you follow the rules. But this is, but someone does die on Plymouth Island. And, yeah. And Who also, was following the rules. Yeah, he also, did follow the rules. Yeah. What are the rules? There was never an explainer scene no. that explained what the rules of Plymouth Island are. It wasn't there? like, this is how you take off your shirt. Yeah. This is how you have sex with Diane Lane. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the final one is, truth lies beneath the surface. 
Which doesn't make any sense in the context of this movie. I mean, like, truth is, is the way that that you see keeps, it. Is that why he keeps going underwater to find the truth? <laughs> I guess. He's like, it's down here somewhere. Uh, budget was $25 million. Opening weekend was $4.4 million. Oof. The movie came out this year, 2019. Um, it came in what? 100... This movie came out four <laughs> months ago. Four months. This is the most recent Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway. No, Anne Hathaway was in The Hustle. But the most recent Matthew McConaughey movie. This movie. I thought this movie came out in 1997. This movie came out four months ago. This movie came out January 25th, 2019. Um, The movie came in. It's right now 135th of all the movies of the last 365 days. I'm stunned. I'm shooketh. Um, I'm shaken inside myself. The the top movies of the last 365 days are Avengers Endgame, Incredibles 2, Captain Marvel. Um, it was beaten by films that we've done on this podcast, The Meg and Skyscraper. Um, so there you have it. Uh, final thoughts. Jason, would you recommend this movie? Hell yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. Like... Don't over. T- I will say the my not in my the things that I didn't enjoy about the movie were trying to make it make sense, and I think if you are have listened to this and are like oh, I'll watch it, just like let yourself be taken on the ride because McConaughey is chewing the scenery to a degree that is true delight. This is fun. He's doing like yeah, just a very like I don't know. I feel like you, other actors can go down this this. Highway, and he it makes it still. It's very compelling, and I think Anne Hathaway against him is good. But I think really, it's Jason not. Clark, all, I think it's not bad. This is a this this is not a oof. I didn't like this. I didn't like it because it was unsuccessful. I mean, I didn't like it. It was unsuccessful. But I liked it. I liked it as a as something to. I would say watch it. Absolutely yep. watch yes. it until Jim? especially the reveal. At which point, if you're like, no thanks. Well, that's can, when the movie gets cooking. Uh, June, would you yes, recommend I, the movie? I agree. I think it is something to watch. I think that there are... <laughs> High praise. I think, <laughs> I think it's nice to feast one's eyes upon scenes in this movie. <laughs> yeah. If you're trying to connect them all and draw a, like a compelling narrative, that's not going to happen. I will say However, I don't like what it says about Greeks. I want to be on okay. record. I don't like what it says about Greeks. You and your construction buddies, you know... I do think, though, you know, watching McConaughey so sun-kissed, so wet, with such a drawl, is, it's really compelling. And that's pretty much the most, most of the movie. So yeah. Hot, that's something wet, to see. buns. <laughs> Nick? Uh, the balcony's getting rowdy. I, um... The balcony is, like, horny for this movie. All of them shirtless up there. But really? I'm going I, to the balcony next time. I, I mean, I, I watched this whole movie. And uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I feel like I have to say, like, with the amount of fishing, there was a little too much tuna in it for me. Um, boo! Boo! <laughs> and it was, and, and who knows? Maybe it was a big mouth tuna. I'm not sure, but I think that these are all plugs. And um, he never catches the fish. I know, man. That's justice. Wow. So I, guess, I guess 
the, I guess the message is justice came for the father. Yeah. But I think it's also... Is the kid I, the I fish? I do think it is. That, that is the truth. But if you... You know, McConaughey's mantra is just keep living. Yeah. And, you know, that's what his son did for him in this movie. Uh, yeah. Because he's dead as shit. And... <laughs> He just keeps living, you know, like in that video game with his son. And I think that's a beautiful thing we can all carry with us, whether we've lost someone, that we carry them with us uh, throughout our lives. And we make simulated video games where we have them fuck that's, our moms. If, if, yeah. <laughs> if anything, that is the soul. The soul is the piece of you that lives on oh, in, so you in the memories. with that. It, the piece of you that lives on in the memories of other people. Yeah, that's all. It that's is. what Keanu says. That's what Keanu yeah. says. Yeah, I, as I would say, I would take my biggest takeaway from this movie is what one of the pieces of trivia was on Amazon when I was watching it, which is one of many films, presumably, to take place on a boat in 2019. <laughs> and I thought that was a great piece of trivia about this movie. That presumably, made, presumably, it could not be definitive as 2019 is not yet ended. Um, but presumably, this is going to be one of the many boat films. We got a lot of, of 20... boat. 2019, a lot of boat-based movies. What is uh, this? this? I would bug. also recommend one fly that just wants to hang out with us here. I would recommend this movie too. I think you know, there's this talk always about like the dearth of like new and original ideas, and this is definitely that. And I like a big swing, crazy movie where the actors seemingly are giving a shit. And you meet one, you're like, wow, they're going for it. Then you meet the next one, you're like, wow, she's going for it. And then Jason Clark shows up, and you're like, oh, I didn't realize that we're playing this level of a fucking game. Oh, like, no. if McConaughey's chewing scenery, Jason Clark is wow. consuming everything inside. Jason Clark, bloodied, bruised, beaten, fishing at the end of the. Give me a fucking rod! Yeah. <laughs> yes! Yes and yes. Uh, great performances all around. Um, people, uh, just so you know, that are listening right now, we are on tour right now. We are going to be performing all over the country. Come out and see us in Charleston, South Carolina, North Carolina. We have shows uh, going on all over the country. Check out the website, hdtgminfo.com, for tickets and everything. Nick, what do you got? I will uh, also be going on tour uh, this fall uh, and summer, so I'll just check for me. I'll be and uh, Big Mouth coming out in, in October. So. I love it. Uh, Jason, June, this comes out next week. Next week? Uh, uh, next week. Um, well, Grace and Frankie's always streaming. It's always just continues to stream, so if you want to... Watch that. And then on September 3rd, I co-authored a book with Kate Black called Represent the Women's Guide to Running for Office and Changing the World. If you'd like to order it now, you can do that on Amazon, but you can also call your, even better, call your independent bookseller and see if you can just get it there. June, great question I have for you. I've read the book. It's great. Who wrote your cover blurb on that book? Can you say that or no? no. Okay. <laughs> great. Very anticlimactic. It's... Can I ask a can Jason I Jason Clark's I think, character? Can I ask a question? And if this is too revealing, you can we can cut it. But is it me? Well, did you, I why write, can't you say I that Anne Hathaway Jason. wrote the cover? Did you write? Did I did I write the blurb for the book? But I never asked you to write to either read. A I sent you a bunch of blurbs. And, yeah, I, I got of what them, I presumed Jason. the book was about. 
Listen, we'll talk about it after the podcast. I'm sure. After the podcast, the you always say, Jason, we're done talking. <laughs> you know the rule, Jason. Unless there are microphones in our hands, don't talk to me. It's true. Backstage, it's a fucking nightmare, you guys. <laughs> Uh, Jason, what do you got? Um, well, if it's next week, then John Wick 3, uh, Parabellum, still in theaters. TikTok. Uh, as far as I know, I'm still in it for a brief few minutes, so go and see that if you'd like. Um, and also, on this past week's show, I shouted out the Mannequin Pussy song, Drunk 2, as the song of summer. I am doubling down. That is 100% the song of summer. Mannequin Pussy is the band. Drunk 2 is the song. But the best record of the year, uh, full album, is Big Thief, UFOF. Download that record. I'm just Love out here plugging my favorite yeah. bands. Uh, I will quickly plug that if you like comic books, uh, I have a, a comic book running right now. It's made uh, by Marvel. It's called Cosmic Ghost Rider Destroys Marvel History. Uh, the new issue is just out on stands, taking uh, the, the lead from Donny Cates, one of our friends who's out here in the audience tonight, great author and writer of Marvel books. Uh, so check that out. A big thanks to our producer, Avril Halley, who finds our movies, pulls these clips. Nate Kylie, who does all of our research. Cody, our producer. Our amazing team here at Austin City Limits. And you, Austin, Texas, thank you for road tripping. Thank you for coming 